This is the Don't Co Show, episode 12, recorded July 9th, 2013, Man of Steed. The Don't Co Show is brought to you by Technological Hammers. Go to technologicalhammers.com. Stop! Hammer time! Show. I'm back again. Stonal here with another show of random talk. I'm here again with some of the co-hosts this week. We've got Steve on the left. Hello. We've got Matt on the right. Or Matthew, if you prefer. I'm so, I'm so used to you going right first. That really threw me off. We're, we're, we're minus one man this week. He's yeah. busy. Well, got shit um, to do. He's got a life. He's okay, everybody, but let's just say he has to buy some canceling cream later on. <laughs> and, uh, you know... He's rolling not so bars for the it's all, it's, all, it's all because of the dryness. It's really warm out there, everybody. It's scorching. <laughs> Scorcho. We have great weather this week. It's hottest like, day of the year, I think. This is the hottest day of the year. Yeah, it's about 25 degrees where we are at the moment, anyway. Uh, in Dublin, we're used to being rained upon or windy or so, so all the negative. Attacked weather. by Englishmen. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very dark and grey place. You know. <laughs> But now we're black and tannous. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Sean, we're going to do a quick show today, and we're going to do another quick show on Sunday, and Sean will be here, but Matt won't, so, you know, take your chips where they may, whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see which one gets the most views then, and be all... We'll, uh, you know, just vote Matt off, Matt or Sean off the, off the island. Uh, In truth, I haven't got my roster for Sunday yet, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. oh, that's oh well, we, we I may or may not be here. <laughs> okay, that'll be cool if it, if it is. But I hope I will hopefully have a good show either way. Um, the the weird thing about this heat, like I have a weird story from from this week, right? Mm. Uh, I was I, I was were you unemployed I was, at the time. I was unemployed at the time. <laughs> were you walking down the road? Yeah? No, no, no. Because <laughs> it would it, it, it would have <laughs> made what, what what I was trying to do very awkward if I was walking down the road at the time because I was having a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm not, not going to scrub my balls underneath the fingers bridge. <laughs> I, there are some I wouldn't people put that, it past you. I wouldn't put it past you. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> I was get, again, and the thing is, I have I have slightly, slightly, um, uh, slightly sensitive skin, so I had to use uh, what's called Silicox base, which oh, is yeah, yeah. basically a paraffin and um, uh, wax um, uh, mixture that some old lad made in his shed to stop people from getting MRSI. Doctor Silicox. What? No, it just it was it was just going. Oh, I've got some chemicals here. I'll yeah, just, you, have to, you have to do an accent. What? You have to, I've got some bloody chemicals here. I'm going to make uh, a base. I think something was like he, that. He was, North, North, I mean, he was Northern English. He was like, hey, up, I've got some chemicals. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, got to bloody make a base. It's going to be <laughs> fucking perfect. I'm going to make a base and they let me back into Australia. <laughs> <laughs> they let me into New Zealand maybe because my accent is absolutely atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> That's it. Offend the New Zealand I, I, Australian I, people. I, 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 I have a tendency to use that and, and it... it it, it it barriers out most of the most of the the the, the rashy nature of the, the canisons cream that I don't need. Yeah, anyway. Rashy nature. Yes, but um. Do you get do you, get, do you go Walker's rash? Do you sweat your rash in your bum? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, but uh, sure. not not, <laughs> not often. 
Um, what I get is like I hear uh, talking powder during, during, the, during the winter <laughs> during the winter I just get like really itchy rashy legs like and shit like that oh, like okay. you know sometimes in the arms no so, weather's good for you is it no <laughs> but uh I shouldn't even go in. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're accustomed to bad weather. We're accustomed to it. Like, you but, go out uh, in the sunshine, you burn like a crisp. So what I do is I have this the, the big tub of this up up on 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 the shower assembly where you hold the the, the soap, right? <laughs> right, and I've got the lid with a big dollop of it in, on top of on top of the soap holder. Uh-huh. So I just like scoop out a bit. I'm a, do, do, your, up, do your business. Little ladder up over me, like you know. You don't want to picture this man yeah, laddering up, really. Right, but, uh, <laughs> But what do I do? I look into it to grab another another dollop to put in the in the lid to um, to have ready, and there's a, there's a dead moth in it. <laughs> now the thing is, you're rubbing moth all over you. Yeah, uh, the thing is, like I, I don't know because I don't always look. Sometimes I just reach down. <laughs> How many times I've reached down? I've got like some desiccated moth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like a busted up dead spider on the back of your head or something. It's like it's like how many times I've cleaned myself with desiccated mott legs. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like so so I I'm okay just now. I haven't like grown antennae or gained superpowers or anything. So I think I'm okay. But you know, in Ireland we have a slang for a woman or a girlfriend, which is. You're a ma. You're a ma. Yeah, so ma. as tempted and all as I am to make a joke. Your your main squeeze, your chick, whatever they call it in the states. It was one of those like butterfly-sized moths, not the the smaller money moths. What we call money moths was kind of like a oh, uh, one of the big, big uh, kind of silvery gold moth that just, it is really small one. These are the ones that you think of when you think of like moths, like they're they're about butterfly-sized. Uh, they're like you find the Great Plains of Africa. They're, they're like a depressed butterfly. They're, they're, they're uh, the, size of, <laughs> the size of an eagle. They're a heterosexual butterfly. <laughs> Hardcore. It's like a butterfly that's been on the fire. Yeah. And then when you well, blow them, their wings blow away like ashes. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like at the start of Judgment Day. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's getting poetic here, so it is. Speaking of uh, po- 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 um, uh, poetry, uh, Grand Theft Auto is coming out with a new um, uh, version um, out here. That's right, yeah. yeah. Now, if, of course, anybody who's listened to this show would probably be most likely to know what Grand Theft Auto is at this stage. It's a third person walk around the city blowing the shit out of people. Grand Theft Auto Voice City was nice. Cause Just for laughing, you know? Had a good uh, uh, 1980s soundtrack to it, and it was kind of like, what's, what's the Scarface, name? Scarface. Scarface. Scarface, right? You heard the songs from Scarface. Yeah, yeah, it was great soundtrack. Was that just Voice City, though? Wasn't the four shoes didn't really have that much music in it? Uh, Grand Auto Trade made that. City then, then really brought in the. the yeah, the they, they were using and like the... main, like, you know, fucking soundtracks that you and me know. Like, yeah. In part three and before that, they were just making up their own music for the radio stations. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah, Voice City was the 80s Scarface one, and San Andreas was their kind of rap. I don't know what film. What, what it was it LA or something? Was uh, yeah, probably, it was probably. Something. Menace the South Central while drinking their juice in the hood. Yeah, that kind uh, of territory, yeah. <laughs> so what they've done is they've merged them together. Yeah. They've put it in San Andreas with a kind of a better soundtrack. And the, the new trailer's up on IGN at the moment. It's the gameplay trailer. And it looks fantastic because they've, uh, they've remapped it out. They've done it. They've, done, they've reshaped the, uh, the environment, you know. And they've they've done a lot to improve the graphics and the mechanics of the gameplay and all. And instead of one uh, protagonist now, you've three, and you can work together in a team. Like uh, in the trailer, it shows a guy. He busts in the window, 
to, to grab a hostage he has him like as a human shield with the gun up against his head and yeah. then you switch to the next guy and he's across the street as a sniper so you can switch from one to the other the sniper takes out some guys and then the third fella flies the helicopter away with the hostage on it and it's, uh, it's quite nice like, they put a lot of work into it oh, yeah. so check out the new trailer Grand Theft Auto 5 I wasn't sure I was going to get it at first mm-hmm. but it looks absolutely fantastic Looks. Have you pre-order? No, no, it's a pre-order. To be honest, like they're going to get more eventually. You know, <laughs> you know, just yeah. Uh, yeah. Save yourself the stress. I don't know. If you want to pre-order, it, like be my. And, fucking and will there be more hot coffee? <laughs> more hot coffee. No, I don't get you. There was like a mission called hot, hot coffee, <laughs> and I think you had to pick up a prostitute or something like that. It was very famous. Ah. Oh, the, then they killed her afterwards. Was one of the options. I, 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 I wasn't familiar with the meme. Yeah. I'd say there's probably going to be I a know, lot I, of, uh, I don't think it was a meme well, it was well, actually part of the game when, when, when you're not in a mission the three lads are off spending their money doing whatever they want like. so yeah. you're walking this part of town that part of town you can pop in and visit them and see what they're buying and yeah. I suppose you can rent hookers and all that way you can get tattoos you can uh, <laughs> Tesco's <laughs> it's like, drop into Tesco's for a pack of sausages it's, like, yeah. it's a crispy pancakes <laughs> crispy pancakes a few fish fingers can you make a podcast you can, yeah. Oh, great. great. They're not funny, though. All right. <laughs> it's like talking about, like, jacking this place and jacking up that Do you remember in uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, was it? You could sit down and watch telly. I haven't been playing games in ages. You could sit down and watch telly. Oh, yeah, that's right. How do you go? Am I playing The Sims? Why am I watching television? It's it's very, um, what what would be the word for it? It's very uh, sati- satirical. Yeah. There was, there was silly channels on it. Yeah, lots of silly channels and. I remember there was like a train in Grand Theft Auto called Brown like watching television if you were in Robocop or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all very like satirical. The names piss take things like they have like crusty brown rings, donuts and all this kind of stuff. So all the stuff that was on the television was hilarious and I bet there's probably more of that in Grand Theft Auto 5. But it looks really mature now. Like it's they've kind of upped their ante with it. Like it, it looks good. So Oh. Buy it, I suppose. <laughs> well, I won't. But uh, I buy two. Well, by all means, everybody that's into that kind buy of thing, six. buy it. Buy it. Buy the whole of it. Uh, I'd say it's a worthy successor, anyway. But uh, we've got got some movie news first of all. Uh, Who's first, the movies? What Mo- news of movies? Movie news. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Oh, did you ever see that stupid idea, man? Uh, He's working in a cinema and he's selling uh, Coke Zero instead of regular Coke. It makes me want to throw Coke Zero at the television when it comes on. Oh yeah, but so like, what 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 if like um, uh, someone in the audience is uh, like uh, allergic to arsepetamine or so whatever they put in that <laughs> stuff? As like certainly they have like you just see someone having convulsions in the front row, so, and see, he just because it's video, he just say, "Oh, it's the same as Coke." That's <laughs> yeah. That's that's the nature of adverse though. They're so ridiculously misleading and stupid, like. And it's like, he's trying to say, but you're really drinking Coke Zero, and they're all like surprised and happy. But the oh. fact of the matter is, they are all paid to do an advert about Coke Zero, so it's yeah. not even slightly convincing in any way. And that, <laughs> I'm that one guy that served all of you in this like hundred seaters. <laughs> That's why you were waiting so long to get into the picture house. I so obviously have a better job than this, and I get paid for many, many things. <laughs> We've got off really off track here. But first of all, uh, old boy, uh, th- th- some might remember the original K- Korean movie, was which, was, which was actually an adaptation of a Japanese manga. 
Uh, but like uh, oh, this, there was for sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. It's yeah. it's it's a loose trilogy. It's not it's it's like all about vengeance. It's not any characters cross over. The vengeance trilogy. Yeah, the vengeance yeah. trilogy. Then old boy, and then sympathy for Lady, Lady Vengeance, who was also ju- just shortened in the, the in, uh, in European countries to Lady Vengeance rather than sympathy for Lady Vengeance. I know the same actor showed up in. All three of them, though, didn't he? Um, the no, he wasn't in the first one. The guy that he's played uh, for Mr. Vengeance, though. No, he's not. Uh, he's an old boy, and he's in Lady. He's Vengeance. in Lady Vengeance as the as kind of the villain. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, uh, it's not one of those films where you could say there's a clear villain, but he's the clearest possible villain. It, yeah, if not yeah. anybody's the villain. He's the villain. Uh, there's but, like a, 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 an anti-hero. Isn't it? Yes, basically. They're, they're all really anti-heroes. But uh, anybody who's seen Old Boy, uh, it's probably the best of them all, I'd have to Old say. Boy is fantastic. I watched uh, the tree, Vengeance. I'd have to say it's the best of them. Well, I've watched uh, Old Boy numerous times. It, like, it, it never gets boring. It's just the... It's very raw or something. It's very... Uh, it's visceral. It'll stay with you. Yeah. There's imagery, there's things, there's... Blah. I haven't seen any of them. You should watch them. Uh, the the tale there, there's a basically you can watch either the many order it doesn't matter really. if you haven't seen Old Boy there's like a fantastic twist at the end and uh, just for the violence and the 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 real immersive storyline alone it's worth watching but then yeah. the twist it's, kind it's, of it's, not, it's kind of stylish violence uh, you know what it's it's not yeah. like it's not really like you know but it's grim and gritty but it's in foreign is it yeah you can get you can get <laughs> in English with. In sub dubs. <laughs> oh, right, okay. In dubs. Like the, the, no, not on dubs. No, no. Hardaway, <laughs> man. Oh, my God. Oh, my like Daffy or something. Over, dubbed over by Scangers. Hey, I wouldn't let me over for 20 years. I'm going to bleed and box the head of you now. Uh, like, how oh, come you look like a bleeding ant? What's <laughs> that prick over there at the sushi shop? I'm going to bleed man. I want one of those squeals, you know, one of those squealy fellas. Uh. <laughs> we got a hammer. You're dead. You want to so, your face. So Spike Lee is making a remake of this with Josh yeah. Brolin. Well, originally, originally, um, what's his name? Will Smith was going to do as his directorial debut, but he's still producing it in the background. I think he's one of those mm. production companies he's running. Don't Spike Lee anything. decided to take over, and jo- Josh Brolin as the main character, who probably won't be named like he wasn't named in the car- in in the actual uh, uh, manga. Because they, they said yeah. they're going to follow the manga closer. He didn't have time. a name, you're saying? He didn't have. He was never given a name. In so, the, oh, okay. so it's kind of like Fight Club, where they never gave you the the narrator a name. Yeah. But like, like you're even. But you don't it, actually notice. So it's like the Dollars trilogy, except that they gave him three names. You saw the man with no name. No, but you had a name in each one. Blondie. Yeah, <laughs> he was nicknamed Blondie in in, in uh the good and the bad and the ugly mm. his name was he was nicknamed Manko by everybody in, 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 in a few few dollars more do you know what Manko and means in Japanese the, what does that mean it's a woman's pussy nice Manko uh, so hey, you're calling me pussy <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> it's like he, he already understands Japanese hey Manko did you just call me a pussy <laughs> slanty eye freak <laughs> You Polak bastard! <laughs> you uh, I, I think it's worth a go because it's going to be a bit. I think it's going to be a bit different. It's kind, It might be kind of like watching the uh, True Grit the original and True Grit the the Coen Brothers one. Uh, you know, that, it, it, it's, it's all they seem to do. Like the, the, there was there was the, the the little kind of phase they went through remaking Japanese horror. From what I hear, they're not very good. But the uh, the original Japanese ones were very good. Yeah. Even though they were uh, <laughs> the first ring was great. Yeah. The second one was. Uh, and then the pre-tour was yeah. kind of crap, yeah. yeah. 
But like, still, they had that kind of eerie feel. And and then there was the there was the talk last year about they're making a Hollywood motion version of Akira. Yeah. Well, no, that's more than last year. That's been going on for about ten years. Has it gone for yeah, a while, it's gone yeah. through. Uh, yeah, it's I've only heard of it in the last two. John Singleton so. was going to do it. Remember John Singleton, <laughs> the guy that did the uh, Menace to Society and, and all those. Did know. he wear a Did he wear a singlet? <laughs> no, and Shaft, <laughs> the 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 um, uh, the version, the newer version of Shaft. Shaft, that was Samuel L. Jackson. Where where, Sam, where Shaft was a cop that was related to the old Shaft. Oh, his, his uncle Shaft, yeah. <laughs> his uncle Shaft. The funny thing is, do you remember? Um, do 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 you remember uh, the, the 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 film Steel with 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 Shaquille O'Neal? No. Where's, well, Steel is is a is a DC character who is linked to the Superman. Basically, when Superman died. Uh, he's the man of steel he's the son of steel yeah but no but but when superman died briefly it turns out he wasn't dead he was in hibernation state but he died briefly they they brought in loads of replace replacements and one of them was this um, a genius inventor called john henry orange that made himself a a, a metallic superman suit that super powered like he's basically if superman met met iron man you know Mm. but he's like this um, a big, tall, black, bald fella. They, they decided Shaquille O'Neal could do this this character. Oh, but God. they took all the Superman out of it. And basically, he was just like an inventor that ended up trying to save his, uh, his old neighborhood <laughs> for, for, from bad businessmen, right? And, one, <laughs> and sounds, his uncle, who runs the junkyard he's living at. Sounds like a shit promo video. Is this a real film? This is a real film called Steel, yes. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, his, his uncle, who, who's running the junkyard he's, he's making stuff out of, is Richard Roundtree, uh, the original Shaft. And uh, <laughs> and he, he at one point he makes this hammer, which um, uh, the the steel comic book character is famous for. He also has this like technological big ass hammer, like you know, like the Thor. John, the, the yeah. But is he magical. like every? Is he just like a, like every Avenger Avenger rolled into one or something? <laughs> Iron yeah, Man, we've got Iron Man, we've got Thor. They, they made a Swiss roll of the Avengers. Um, <laughs> he's probably got anger management issues. Yeah, he carries around a bow and arrow occasionally. When he's black. <laughs> 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 he wears a black katsu. Uh, what else? What, yeah, fucking sounds like Avengers. But, shit, shit, but shit, it was shit, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so low budget looking. But um, at one point, like he does have this technological hammer that's like that he carries a around. Technological hammer. Yeah, it's got loads of like um, not only is it just a bludgeoning weapon, but it has loads of little them uh, like so it's like, basically the sonic that, screwdriver for shit. Is he not afraid like that if he hits it too hard, the electronics will fuck up? You know that it'll break the hammer. And he won't be able to use it anymore. I haven't read that much about him. Uh, <laughs> I've read. Uh, Ask him, goddammit. Uh, he was very good in in the, in the Justice League of America one. Other than that, sponsored by Technological Hammers. <laughs> <laughs> but then, getting back to the, what I was saying, his his uncle made this hammer for him, and I said, yeah. uh, and as he was giving it to him, like you know, I'm going to give you this. Notice the work in the shaft, and they looked at the camera. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So don't ever watch that film ever. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, where were we? <laughs> oh yeah, old boy. Old boy. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be worth a watch. Uh, Josh Brolin's on. And and just decide which one you like. Don't. Uh, I'd say in some cases. Yeah, the fanboys will try and urge you towards the Korean one. Just decide which one you like. I think it's going to be more of a case of uh, of the way it was a true grit. You don't have to pick one. You you, mm. you can like one for the other. You don't have to go. This is a travesty. It's been long enough. It's well, here, different. Is it, is it, isn't isn't that the way people are? Though, like when there's a, a cover version of a song that comes out, 
And I'm like, it's terrible, it's crap. And they like they lose their minds. So they're like, I can't believe fucking Kylie Minogue did a cover of an ACDC song. And you're kind of going, well, you know, it doesn't really erase the existence of the ACDC song. You can still listen to that yeah, one. Yeah, you can just imagine Angus Young and Hot Pants. They wear shorts anyway. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, people go on like... They're not you know, talking over me. <laughs> people go on like it's a... Uh, <laughs> Decide which one you like. Decide which one. Well, let's move on. Finally, we've got got news about the Expendables tree. All the news you've been waiting for. As as a lot of people know, Mel Gibson has been taken on as the villain. Yay! Taken on in his normal day to day role in life. he's kind of become a villain in the real world too. Yeah. I think it's about time he played one because driving anti-Semitic. I think it was good. Ernie becomes a villain at some point because it it's nice to change up. Say when Tom Cruise was was in collateral and was that one in that that. Well, Ernie started out as a bad guy in the first Terminator movie. Yeah. Oh no, but like you know, he's been so so long the hero. And he was Mister Freeze. Oh, let's not forget the devious Mr. Free. I to see you. I hate it when they talk to you in the movie. <laughs> yeah, to see Ernie as a bad guy would be good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think Mel Gibson has... has he's always, he's he, played some dubious characters. His last film, Get the Gringo, or as it was called here, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, was quite good. He was kind of a, a dirty, uh, like an anti-hero there, rather mm. than being a straight-out hero. He was basically this guy that escaped into Mexico and gets got stuck in a really mad Mexican jail. He was a baddie in that film Ransom. Oh, that's he wanted to destroy him back. <laughs> he was still all he was all bad. Payback. Payback. Oh, yeah, Payback. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah, 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 but that 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 was a remake of uh, Point Blank with with uh, Lee Marvin. Steven Scott is coming into the Expendables, wow. yeah. as well as several other people, Jackie Chan and and Wesley Snipes. Uh, Wesley Snipes, snipers. Lots, yeah, lots lots of Expendables. Sni- snipes people. Uh, hope he's a sniper. Wesley oh. Snipes is a sniper. That'd be oh, I bet you that's gonna happen. Yeah, he's gonna do just it. Like, so it's like it's like they try and make it as naff as possible. No? They're, they're 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 good fun. Just don't take them seriously. They're they're complete piss take. Yeah, <laughs> they've got fucking twenty Hollywood action heroes. But they're, the they're real eighty eighties films. Like they're they're not the best of them, but they're kind of like you know that like you know we we shoot up like a lot of people and not yeah, it's just, it's just quips. A, it's <laughs> just a big throwback. Yeah, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. There's like uh, but. Also, one other thing they're doing apparently they're they're planning on rebooting the crow. Yay! Uh, Not that I've seen any of the crows. Uh, so. I Not even the original. No. I used to love the first one. Uh, the one with Brandon Lee in it. Yeah. And the more I watched it, the more I disliked it. I, I, <laughs> I think a lot of people wanted to really like it because he died. Yeah. Uh, I think because he died, it seemed a little bit like they hadn't finished it. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know? Yeah, I, I read the original graphic novel by uh, J.O. Barr yeah. years and years ago, and it's a lot grittier than the movie was. That's what I'm saying, that this time they're, they're planned to do it a lot closer to the book. It's funny, yeah. I was just talking to somebody about that recently, they were talking about The Crow, I think it's a girl I work with, yeah. and I was telling her about the graphic novel, and I was like, if they had made it as the what graphic novel. she <laughs> <laughs> It was in my dreams. <laughs> no, she, seriously, what was she wearing? Uh, she was wearing a work uniform, but like me, very unflattering. Was it tight? <laughs> I watched those curves. Well, I, was, uh, I, was, I was talking to her about this, uh, you know, the Crow movie, and she said she loved it, and I was like, if it was more like the graphic novels, it's a bit grittier, darker, it's not a happy ending or anything like that. It isn't a happy ending. Yeah. And for some reason, he's always picturing a horse. 
<laughs> in his memories there's a horse that plays a big part like the horse will be galloping through the field while he's looking at it on the train out the window and then it gets caught in barbed wire and it's supposed to be symbolism you know mm. so he's looking at this this something beautiful getting completely destroyed is it meant to signify his wife yeah I think so yeah. because the way the way it happens in the in the comic book is I mean everybody's seen the pro knows what his girlfriend does so it's not really a spoiler right yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, it's like it's like the first thing that happens in the movie. She gets oh, right. raped and killed, and he gets well, killed. What, what happens in the comic books is they're going for a drive out in the country, and they get pulled out. And like some people stop to get their car fixed or whatever, you know. But it turns out that it's a gang of fucking crackheads, yeah. and uh, he gets shot in the head. And oh, so it doesn't happen in his apartment? In the, in no, the not at all. Oh. He gets shot in the head, and they continue to rape her, and then kill, she's brought into the hospital. You know. She, while it's happening, he, he, his consciousness is in there or something something to do with the crowd. His consciousness is in there and he's watching it out. And then uh, she's brought into the hospital. She's the one that lives and then dies. And then he gets brought back to life. And anyway, it's a bit mixed up in the movie, but uh, yeah. it's it's a lot darker and it's a lot more grim because I think in the comic book version, the last guy to rape the girl does it while she's dead. Ugh. So, yeah. That, that's <laughs> the kind of stuff you're dealing with there. You know? So if they're going to make it like the graphic novel, it'd be a lot more... Darker. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Yeah. Maybe not that close. No, they uh, won't do that. But no, yeah, maybe they, maybe they won't. But it's maybe very they bring disturbing. a few of the things in. Speaking of raping horses, we've got like a story <laughs> that actually involves that. But in this case, it's a real horse. I, I, I'm proud uh, of the way we tie things together like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm so, so proud. That, 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 that came off, off the top of uh, uh, a horse's cock. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Your head. Crillo Costello arrested for having horse sex with same horse twice. <laughs> having sex with <laughs> horse sex. It's not horse sex with a horse. This is, this is like, go on. Cops. So, cops. according to cops okay, in general. This is, hey, at least it was a stable relationship. This writer thinks it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> A man in Hidalgo County, Texas, has been arrested twice in the last two years for allegedly having sex with the same horse their Houston Chronicle reported. Last week, the 43-year-old Carrillo Castillo was saddled with charges charges of trespassing and cruelty to animals after police say he broke into his neighbour's corral and (laughs) violated a mare named Nadia. Castillo was arrested for the exact same thing in January 2012. He was released from jail in April, uh, which is why this time the neighbour had security cameras set up that police say caught the whole thing on tape. Now, don't you think he would try and make some money off it maybe, you know? I'm sure there are sites that would pay for that kind of... I just love that that shit to heresy. Uh, What do you need the camera for? Uh, well, just how we know he can. Well, I want to tape a neighbour who may sex. invade my house and have sex with my horse. <laughs> uh, it's not going to go to America's funniest videos. That's for sure. Hidalgo County Sheriff uh, Loop Trevino. Loop Trevino told the Chronicle. Well, no, it probably won't. <laughs> Okay, uh, cops noted that Castillo would, would, wouldn't be a big concern if he could just rein in the beastie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> rein in the bestiality. I hate this writer. Oh. <laughs> the guy is practically harmless, except for the horse. Oh. <laughs> Trevino had it. This, oh, they're just having fun with this. Uh, nonetheless, Castillo would continue to do this if no one stopped him. Uh, the people I- I- there in the neighbourhood are just sick and tired of this, he said. No word on bail. Castillo would have to pony up and get out of jail. No more horseplay. Oh, oh no. Oh. 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 
see a sexy horse. Uh, <laughs> yes, is that the first sick. guy who allegedly can't quit horsing around? Oh, they actually rode it. Uh, apparently, um, uh, in the same year, Kentucky man Nathan Johnson was, was charged with animal cruelty after a wi- witness allegedly caught him in a compromising condition with, with an equine. Uh, it's a fancy word for us. Uh, Johnson uh, had faced the same charges in 2002, but with a different horse. And see, he wasn't faithful. <laughs> <laughs> the horse whisper. It's like, no, uh, anyway. He wakes the, up with a horse's head in his bed. And he just whispers sweet nun to the horse whisper. <laughs> when the race starts, go really fast. <laughs> But uh, we've got more coppers news talking about horses. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, I actually wanted to do a follow-up story last week because the lady who's doing the Patrick... We've got two old copy-up stories now, yeah. But the, the lady who's doing the uh, Patrick Swayze dance uh, in the episode two weeks ago had her case... Uh, well, she she lost the case very quickly. It was thrown. No away. way. <laughs> yeah, she didn't win that one and she had to pay all the legal fees, so... So, you're a stupid cunt, and you should really, really stop blaming people for your stupidity. Well, talking about <laughs> um, stupid of cases involving coppers, we, we've got a, an, another one here. Uh, this is the title of, of the actual thing. Student sues coppers after failing to get the shift. Oh. Now, if anybody is calling from another country and doesn't know what the shift is, basically, uh, uh, like... It's Kissing basically, some chick. Yeah, I have passionately like not like you know on the peck of the cheek it's when you go to a club and you end up like wearing the face off off something uh, and maybe sticking your hand down on knickers there's no guarantee like you'll ever get the shift on a night out no, there's, no, there's no guarantees we can't offer you any guarantees here in the Don't Co Show if we could we would we would pony up we'd sadly <laughs> if I could say the Don't Co what, listen to the Don't Co Show and you'll get the shift if, if I could give you that promise I would but I I'd probably listen to it myself then <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta be careful who you sit beside on the bus though. <laughs> Sean would probably be here if we could put off of that frost. If you have a face like a manhole cover, it's probably not gonna work out too well for you unless you've got a gleam- gleaming personality. So, so the story is a 21 year old man is seeking legal action against a well known Dublin nightclub Clapper Face Jacks when he failed to get the shift on Saturday, the 29th of June. Very recent. Brian O'Donnell, with the address of Mulview Park, Condalkin which is a kip, uh, spent the entire <laughs> night uh, creeping on a girl's... Creeping on girls with a friend, Brian Murphy, and failed to get any shift for the entire night. Because, yeah, he's a creepy fucker. We're just going to use the term <laughs> getting shift, because this person loves this title. This is another crappy writer. That's <laughs> like, like, uh, like, I can't use any other phrase. I don't know. I don't I don't have a thesaurus. I don't have Urban Dictionary. Probably a bugger himself, because yeah. he's the only one to use it. In his action against the Hardcore Street Nightclub, club, the plaintiff claimed he... That getting the shift was the sole reason for attending the premises and called for grounds of false advertising and misleading the consumer into visiting the venue. Do they actually advertise? That they, don't, they don't advertise it. it is, uh, it's, the it's notorious it, for it. But it is like, notorious for it. But it's not advertised in the actual, like, you know, no, it's here, like, come to Coppers to get your hole. Uh, it's reputation. <laughs> I had a reputation. Word, it's word of mouth. Like, it's yeah. not up on fucking billboards. Go yeah. down a con street or something like that. And you need to put some work into it, I would imagine. Still. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Just be there and if someone thinks you're Australian, talk in an Australian accent. Like I'm sure there's some like. nights I've heard in others. Like, you know. Chances are, if you go in there 10 times, it'll probably happen. The size of a tangerine. I've got a knob head the size of a tangerine. <laughs> Mr. O'Donnell told the High Court that females on the premise were awful hard work. And they're wait, wait, let's put a, let's, let, let's put a posh voice on him. 
They were awful hard work. They were awful hard work. That many were up their own hole. <laughs> <laughs> when Mr. O'Donnell and Murphy approached them uh, and danced towards them in their direction, O'Donnell's complaints also rest on the level of lighting uh, during the night he was present and deemed it slightly brighter than usual. Do you have a light measure? Oh, like I said, I see. I, I'm, I'm onto something there with that because I said it before that it's dark and that's how, why people start shifting each other because they don't know that the coaches are ugly in there. Well, so when they, turn up the lights, when, they, when, they, when they turn up the lights, they realise that the guys in there are actually kind of fucking dirt ugly. Yeah, but at the same time, it probably goes the same way. It's sometimes like you end up with a, a minger. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's all the same thing. It's just like men just want sex more than women. Basically, if you generally. confine yourself to one club, such as Copperface Jacks, you're pretty much going to get what you paid in for. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Justice Sean Ryan ruled today that it was an unfortunate accident and he is assessing whether Mr. O'Donnell's complaints could be attributed to the venue uh, and whether the nightclub is negligent. While the level of female entrance to the nightclub was under the defendant's control, uh, the dancing activity and pickup lines for Mr. O'Donnell and Mr. Murphy was not and it is possible the incident lied solely on the plaintiff the court heard. The case is still pending full investigation of the incident while both parties are appealing for witnesses to clarify exactly oh, what for happened. For fuck's sake. Really, uh, this, is a, this is a non-story. Like, yeah. It's a non-case. I wonder just, if this happens in other just countries. Take little, give, give, give him some cream, hand cream and put him in, in, in one of the, the, the boxes they have there. Like, go at yourself. How, how, how do you compensate for that? Give them porn mags on the way home. <coughs> basically, score. You, you basically get women who have no free will in the nightclub. <laughs> yeah. We didn't no pack in prostitutes. Uh, we didn't hire prostitutes for the night, just in case every uh, yeah, lad with a horn on them. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna traffic some women in there from, like, fucking <laughs> Southeast Asia or something like that. Dance. <laughs> you dance with him. Or, you have uh, to no. shift all the ugly men. <laughs> should shift them all. Be against, against, the the uh, against the law. <laughs> and should be put to trial. <laughs> oh, Christ. So, yeah, uh, uh, there's women without free will that go to Copperface Jacks. Yeah, no, and fantastic. you know who else wouldn't get the, the get the, the mass shift if they went to coppers? Probably me. Well, Mark Davis, probably Mark Davis, maybe. Oh no, he, yeah, only because he has a tiny cock. How do we know? Uh, yeah, he's got a right? reputation. He's yeah. got a reputation. If you bring a double dildo in, you'd probably be happy. Yeah, like you he, get he, you he, get some. He's probably progress. he's probably got delicate fingers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, he's double. You know dildos. who wouldn't get the shift? Fat toy policeman. <laughs> Fat toy policeman. Oh, do tell. Apparently, they're, they're, they're having them go for um, uh, tra- training specifically because too, uh, some of them are a bit too fat. There you go. They should draft that law in this country. There's some fucking fat cops going around here. It's true enough. Uh, on a break from fighting cr- crimes and handling traffic jams, pop belly policemen in Bangkok are combating another enemy obesity. <laughs> Damn you, obesity. The war on blubber. <laughs> fat cock <laughs> Bangkok fat cops fat cops what, what you, you gonna, gonna do, do? <laughs> what you gonna fat do? cops well not much can be done when we but the clogged roads <laughs> an effort is underway to whip Thailand's potbelly policemen into shape with the start of a 12 day boot camp this week about 60 overweight officers around the country are, are taking part in the programme, which includes dot-to-dust exercise and lectures on healthy living uh, at the Police Training Centre in suburban Bangkok. 
Nobody ever thinks of suburban Bangkok. What's that like? <laughs> Out of your, uh, wearing t-shirts with the slogan, get rid of the belly, they started their days with pre-dawn jogs, followed mm. by yoga, aerobic dance classes, Tai Chi, well, of course, uh, mm. to reduce the stress and improve blood, blood flow, and lectures on from nutritionists and trainers. <laughs> the biggest weight loser at the end of the program wins 5,000 baht, which is the equivalent of one hundred and sixty dollars. Uh, we haven't got the euro equivalent at the That's moment. One hundred and forty-five uh, or something. Something along those lines, most likely. Uh, bonus for the, uh, underpaid police officers, though ma- many say their real motivation is the chance to improve their health. Now it's probably the money. Uh, mm. th- speaking about to, to the the article, uh, this Sergeant Maj Winchat. I want to say phono thong because <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it's spelled. It's like, look at my phonographic thong. Phono thong. Phono thong. The school children call me Uncle Fat all the time, but I don't mind. I'm more concerned about my health because I have diabetes. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Phono Tong is a 49-year-old traffic officer who weighs 133 kilograms. Shit, that is heavy. And that's 293 pounds. Now, I, I'm about um, 88 I, kilos at the moment, and I am just under 14 stone. So I got weighed today. He's I'll, got to be something around 17 or 18 stone yeah, he's trying big, to do a policeman's job. He's a big boy. Talk. I got weighed today at 104 kilograms and I'm 186 centimetres. So he's big. Like. He's got nearly 30 kilos on me. Uh, he's a bit taller than I am, to be honest, but that's not going to make that much difference. It's only in the, the, the it's like, you know, the equivalent of three or four inches difference. Uh, I'm going to lose some of my belly because I have to work out every day and they're, they're going to give me half the food I usually eat. It's torture, but I had to do it for myself, he said. Annual checkups last year for Thailand's 200,000 police officers showed that the five most common concerns were obesity, high cholesterol, liver problems, high blood pressure and diabetes. And impotence. (laughs) Yes. Uh, They can't Bangkok anymore. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's too easy. Uh, um, Police officers have to have have tend to have a higher health rate than some other professions because they don't eat and sleep on a normal schedule. And they get shot. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They get Bangkok. Eating at the end of late night shifts, drinking and smoking all contribute to their obesity. Said Colonel Pornpen Pumpin Bonag Bonag. I don't want to slag off people's names, but these are weird names. First, we've got Phonotong, and then we've got a first name is Pornpen Pornpen Bonag Pornpen. Anyway, no offense to anybody from Thailand. But in English, these sound very strange. They might even pronounce different, and it's not as bad <laughs> if you're pronounced properly. But reading it off the page, uh, not only that, their pot bellies make them look less sharp in their uniforms. <laughs> of okay. course, that's that. That's a good thing. I, th- I think. Um, I think. Um, uh, the, if there's that many, if there's even like, I'd say if I lived in, in one Th- city, there's seventy of them that definitely need to go on this bleeding thing. <laughs> if I lived in Thailand, I'd probably be fat too. Great food. Yeah, all the Thai food, yeah. Yeah. We fought all over the place. 
Oh, I, I, I think uh, I'd be fat. I'd have lady boys all over me and whatever else is cliche. I think the only thing <laughs> that, <laughs> I, the only thing I, I think um, that should be from Thailand and that voyage should be a Thai fighter. <laughs> but uh, we have some small, small, smaller, um, uh, little soundboy type of things. Uh, we all love, we all love strange robots. Here we had uh, Varma and Larry there in in a previous. Er- <laughs> oh, the puking robot! Yeah, yeah. we, we state of the art. Apparently, they're, they're making their technological companies are making great strides in odor detection robots. Odor detection. Yeah, robots that can smell farts or just odors. I'm sure they can smell farts uh, but apparently they're valuable in identifying subtle scents ranging from contaminants in beer brewing to mm. contan- cancerous tumours in the body didn't know they gave up gave off odours but I'm supposed apparently to apparently so yeah. um, and then there's crazy labo in Fukuoka Fukuoka Japan which is marketing two personal hygiene robots Available for special occasions, such as parties. It sounds like, it's, it sounds like such a, 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 like you know this is a porn device, but they're they're saying it's personal hygiene when they say it's like. And like, uh, let's see. According to May BBC News report, one detector is shaped like a woman's kissable head or kissable head, <laughs> as opposed to one other head. Test well, you test your breath, so they're going in for a kiss. Test breath uh, odor and response, e.g. Smells like citrus. <laughs> or there's, there's an emergency taking place. There's an, you've got emergency breath. <laughs> the other, resembling a dog, checks a person's feet and can either could look to the subject, no order, or appear to pass out. <laughs> so basically, if this robot dog comes up and passes out by your feet, you've got seriously odor problems. Oh, you shit. Just man. killed your robot dog. <laughs> So, so a robot dog that smells your feet and tells you that they're stinky. Yeah, and and uh, you know uh, a kissable um, a human human robot type head that can Super tell you if there's an emergency with your breath. Does it tell you if there's anything good going on with your smells at all? Or? Yeah. No, you no it nice does. It, say, say, it says smells like citrus. You stink. Citrus is a nice can smell. It, can I identify? Um, you know, just bad breath. Like yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you smell like alatoses. Okay, there's some some weird um, uh, weird deaths com- uh, coming up in the news here. We've got one here. Uh, a man who claimed the world's record for traveling the farthest di- distance on a zipline, attached only by his hair, <laughs> was killed in April as he similarly att- attempted uh, to cross the Tista River in West Bengal, India, on a zipline. So basically, he did it once. He got got the, the <laughs> he got got the world's record. Mm. Uh, and then he tried it across a across a river in, in India, and he died of a heart attack <laughs> while crossing using his hair. <laughs> yes, uh, and since observers were unclear whether the limpless was part of the performance, he hung <laughs> life, lifeless for forty five minutes. <laughs> for fuck's sake! He was identified in news reports as, as a Guinness Book record holder, but as with m- many such claims. The Guinness Book has no such category. <laughs> so the Guinness didn't even want to take him as the first, for the first attempt, which he got. The world record for traveling the furthest distance on a zipline attached only to your hair. Uh, you can come up with a record for anything, you know. Yeah, but like, uh, like the, the, they hadn't submitted. Uh, they hadn't the submitted. Longest... They hadn't been submitted and taken in by Guinness Book 
Book records. The longest distance riding a zebra with a mug of coffee on your head while humming uh, James Blunt's best <laughs> song. <laughs> but there you go. You I'm can make a record. A zebra go. <laughs> similar to a horse. You can make a record out of anything. It could be anything. And who's going to want to like specifically beat that record anyway? I'm going to first grow my hair long. Then I'm going to get a zip line. And then I'm going to cross the whatever. The, the West Tista Bengal Tista River. Uh, <laughs> you live with a sword, you die with a sword. You know? <laughs> Darwin Award, anyway. That's it's like a, but I, it obviously must have been a lot of strain, or he had bad heart to begin with, because a heart attack is an odd. It's Although, not like he had broke his neck or something, which would have made a lot more sense. Do you know who should make uh, good money off of who should try and get the rights to it? Pantene. Oh yeah, you know that's some damn good hair he's got. Yeah, you know split ends. He hung ah. there for forty-five minutes. Oh, that's yeah. some tough shit like your Here's heart can give out before you hear the science bit <laughs> here's the science bit your hair may be stronger than your heart okay well <laughs> speaking of someone with some strange ideas we've got some, someone that has a weird weird habit or fetish here uh, me? Uh, well oh someone else alright no, okay no, yeah, right, right. me? <laughs> Do you want to tell us that story, though? Oh, no, no, no. no, no okay, no, right. No, no. We'll, we'll let you fill it in in your brain. Another Donald. time. All right, okay. You've got a mental image of Donald now where you can fill it in yourself, okay? So you've got a 40, 48-year-old immigrant from Malta. I assume he's an immigrant to America because it's about to say he, he does this in a New York City bars. Uh, Ragby hangs out in, in bars, uh, but always on the floor. So he can enjoy his particular passion of being stepped on. <laughs> George O.T. told the New York Times in Times in June, uh, this is in 2009, uh, that he w- has delighted in being stepped on since he was a kid. While one playmate wanted to be a doctor, another wanted to be a carpenter, I would want to be a carpet. <laughs> Nowadays, he carries a custom-made rug how he can affix it onto his back. <laughs> For fuck's sake! And a sign: "Step on the carpet." <laughs> And he may lie down face down for several hours if the bar is busy. He is also a regular at the high foot traffic fetish parties where dozens of stompers, especially women in stilettos, can satisfy their own urges while they gratify Giorgio's. You know, I bet you wouldn't get a shift. You wouldn't be able to shift him off the floor. (laughs) He should change his name to Matt. He should change. (laughs) I see what you did there. When, when when you look at it, there's there's women that want to step on men, and uh, there's there's probably men that want to step on women, and vice versa. Okay, well, uh, there's only to, to wrap it up now, but uh, just before we go, oh, I've uh, seen Man of Steel by the way. Man of Steel. I finally seen it. Yeah. Finally, oh Jesus, the thing Wait, was it a time. bird? Was it a plane? Uh, right. So I finally seen it. I took the opportunity to go in and watch it. And Which it was is surprisingly <laughs> easier for you than most. I'm gonna try and talk about the film without talking about. It. My experience in the cinema. <laughs> right, 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 right. I don't know. It wasn't that bad. I, I quite liked it. You see, because I'd uh, I'd seen bits and pieces of it here and there, like yeah. And the kind of the the new take they have on it, it. It's not as kind of childish, I suppose, as the the old movies where it's just this guy who becomes Superman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where he, he actually his his two identities are interspersed the whole time, like. Yeah, and he has difficulty in concealing, you know, his his true nature from people. Yeah, he can't help himself, and I kind of like that take on it, you know. Yeah, 
But I, I, I think, uh, I think that they, that a lot of people are are spoilers, 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 uh, spoilers. Okay, spoilers. just skip this if you don't want to. Yeah, listen. by all means, we're finishing up here, so you can just go to near the end and listen to us. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you really want to do that, uh, we we um. We, the, spoilers is that that Emma Lois Lane pretty much figures out just after yeah the, almost immediately yeah p- why p- was he there what he was there he was where when Lois finds the uh, oh I noticed right I noticed when she's stepping off the helicopter just yeah, when he takes her bags that's him yeah that's him. why was but, he there because he was in a bar he was working at a bar and he you heard the two military about the guys alien, talking right. about it oh, and where right. it was so he decided it was a bit lucky it was a bit of a bit of a, a, a bit lucky, convenient yeah. he, he, he over, uh, he as far as storyline goes just that time he managed to find to find some information about aliens because he, he wasn't quite in the US it was on the Canadian border or something like that he was working yeah. in a truck stop and then he heard that not too far away there was this thing found an anomalous object found they were whispering and, uh, but you Superman you can hear it. yeah you can hear it anyway, because there's a little uh, throwback to his youth when he can't help hearing the things that he hears from like miles away and shit well that just answers the question because I didn't actually cop that plus if you notice later on when, when uh, the thing is in the sky his vision he can zoom in on her like he has these he's extra sensitive he can zoom in on the object miles yeah. and miles away and he knows what it is kind of but, uh, so it's a, I suppose it's sensory that he knew about it like, so but, um, but super sensory <laughs> I, 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 the, a lot of people are open arms about that because like you know they, they don't want to, to immediate they want to keep the old um, uh, the old uh, what's the word uh, love triangle between um, uh, Superman yeah, Clark Kent and Lois Lane as silly as it is but it really does in this day and age really look make Lois Lane look uh, like a bad reporter <laughs> you know uh, if I you thought, were going to do, thought, do, do a series but she, she was always in love with Superman I thought that was a bit weak the fucking Perry White was like, oh, I found an alien spaceship, but I don't think I should report on it. I mean, pretty well, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, you probably should. Just keep that on this. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of reporter are you? What, but what I think it does is, like, it's addressed by, like, Kevin Costner's character. And it's like, you know, it's going to change how people see things. It's going to change how people believe, what people believe, our beliefs, like, in are we alone in the universe, etc., etc. And it's supposed to be the introduction of this completely crazy thing happening in normal life. And he's, like, going... You, you're you're saying you've seen UFOs now. That's 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 bad reporting. But that that's supposed to be that's supposed to represent how bizarre the story actually is. For some to say actually there is one, and I just found it because people wouldn't wouldn't believe it. It change your beliefs. It change the thing. But how it accelerates after that. Suddenly it's like he's gone. Oh, so you're saying you've seen a UFO too? Like one being up in the fucking sky. All of a sudden, you know what I mean? Then it just, it just goes it bursts. Yeah. The storyline explodes. Then you know what UFOs like. Yeah, the 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 one the what yeah it, the one thing at that stage is kind of you can throw that whole kind of disbelief out, but um and then all of a sudden she knows she and Perry knows it and he's not really forcing her to do anything but the the, the government are so it's it's really taken out of his hands, but uh, <laughs> um but the one the one thing a lot of people are arguing against the film which I thought was re, re I thought was really good but I had these qualms about. Like, you know, I really, really enjoyed it and I'll probably enjoy watching it again. But it does seem like it it's not Superman for me. Because it's it's not even like talking about the, the, the Christopher Reeve movies. Mm. Uh, I agree that they should be different, they should not re- but the the character itself should be an ideal. That's the problem with mm. pe- people don't want 
people are afraid of doing think uh, putting that forward. They can't write it because they don't think it'll sell. But because if, Batman, the type of people, they're harder. If you keep, you know, the, like the the superhero idea, like we grew up with them when they were always known for this, this way and that, and the story is being told, and then they progress with the future, you know, what happened after the, the, the character's initial fucking discovery or whatever. Mm. It's always about how Wolverine fought Magneto and Magneto fucking contracted AIDS, and then, he, you know, it's always about the future. What? But <laughs> what they're doing is they're going back to the past. And trying that was to the actor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's gay, but he isn't. They're going back to the past, you know, and they're trying to create a little wiggle room in the story to how another alternative way the character could have come about. It's like a, it's like a, the Superman of a parallel universe or something like that. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's the same with Batman. It's a, it's a reimagining. You know, mm. it's like taking the skeleton of the story and trying to do it a different way. Like. But I think you have to keep to the core of the character, and the core of the character is. He, he has all this power, but he stays the o- o- ideal good man. Where at the end of that film, it became um, uh, it became a little bit like destruction porn. Like <laughs> yeah, it, it was very. It, yeah. it was very uh, uh, the whole the whole of Mo- most of Metropolis was leveled. Yeah, there were definitely several. There was probably several fa- loads, mean, hundreds was, of fatalities. Yeah. Just, they didn't show them, but like you know, just given on how many people were on the street yeah. and all the buildings. Uh, Apparently, it was estimated at twelve billion or something like that. Really? <laughs> Someone did that. Someone did the maths. I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's yeah. It's there, there's a crazy amount of fatality source. And, yeah, and it, it, at the core of that character, you should have someone that believes in the in in the, in, in uh, the sanctity of life. Mm. Uh, so he should have he, sh- he should have at least been trying to get Zod out of that area while fighting him rather than being sort of did that fight it could have just been a show some a little bit of action trying to push him in that push him in that area even if he failed it seems know? like he was up against like kind of overwhelming odds though you know there's Zod think... and there's his crew as well so mm. he's not just got him to deal with but the mm. whole lot and uh, it, it's kind of it's, it, it can almost justify the, the huge fucking catastrophe that it was in, in so far as he's trying to deal with Zod primarily and the military are trying to take out the rest of his crew and that's there's a lot of fucking chaos around that kind yeah. of but he didn't seem to have any anguish over oh, as over, much, over the deaths yeah. over the death the anguish he had was over killing Zod yeah, was and this was only of, after you threatened like one family after uh, supposedly the destruction killed well, hundreds of Isn't is, is there a little soundboy from uh, Kevin Costner as well? Or not Kevin Costner, sorry, it would be Russell Crowe, where he's like, you got to keep pushing your limits to see what you're capable of, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I suppose killing Zod was like symbolic of he could actually kill somebody, but only when that person was threatening the lives of so many. Oh no, I have no problem with the actual choice to kill Zod. Oh no, no, no. What I'm saying is. That pushed his limits. Yeah. He knows that he could only ever kill somebody when but, when such a person threatens the lives of so many people. Like that's one life for the sake of how many did did you say twelve million or something like that? The calculation was. Uh, no, that that's just that's so it just, seems it seems paltry in, in comparison. But the fact I mean? that, that that idea didn't come to his head until what, what, I mean, four people uh, I mean, that didn't want to move from a wall almost got lasered with laser vision. Right? <laughs> what, what, he, what, he didn't do it the minute he came back into Metropolis when there was hundreds, uh, already yeah, he probably did. five billion people dead by going. By. <laughs> I guess he wouldn't. He, I guess he wouldn't be strong enough to block those lasers with his own hand, though, would he? They are his powers, after all. 
Do you know what I mean? If, if he had to put his hand over his well, eyes can, instead of around can, his neck. He can um, uh, cancel them out with his own. That's all. That he did do at one point, I believe. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, and also the fact that you managed to fight off Zod, I found a bit... Uh, they should have come up with a better reason for that. Uh, because Zod is, is, is general, not... Yeah. He, he's military, he's military trained and he was um, uh, he's genetically older. created for... for, for a and he, but he's 33 years older from when he fights uh, Jarrell. Yeah, so he, he like he's he's an older man. So whether that carries any, because uh, oh, yes. he says he's been searching for him for thirty three years, and then he heard the sound of the beacon on the ship, and that's why they came looking for him. So actually, thirty three years has progressed. But what we don't know how 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 um, uh, how um, uh, time passes in the no, you time. don't. What, Which, what's the deal? Also, with... the, 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 what's a, what's your woman's name? Is his general? His Fiora. She Fiora. Was she she's basically the Ursa of this this yeah, version. Of she didn't seem to have aged. So yeah, no, we don't really know how time has progressed. Like. What is the deal with the Phantom Zone? It it has a spaceship that splits off into different parts and shit. Like it, so, it worked a lot differently. Yeah. They, they worked it as a kind of a, uh, a warp gate, but it it's basically a prison Phantom dimension. Drive. Phantom Drive was yeah. the warp. The, the, in in this movie, where normally it's kind of a, a a desolate prison dimension, where where time doesn't work, it works differently, and nothing can can really live that comfortably. Uh, oh, Jesus, three hundred cycles in a. Well, we're not even given an indication how long three cycles is. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> and it has a. It, well, it depends on. Um, uh, it, I would imagine it's got something to do with how how the the, the same way cycles of, of we oh, have yeah, here. Yeah. But we don't know who. Yeah, how that is in Kryptonian. <laughs> and it says condemn us to a black hole as well. I'm not sure if the Phantom Zone is is what around a black hole within a black hole. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's it's some somewhat um, uh, changed. I'd say they didn't really clear up what uh, difference there was from the 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 old movies and the comics um, uh, version of the Phantom Zone. And as a world device, or oh, the world. It's basically just uh, terraforming. Yeah, terraforming. Well, what I think what it's doing is it's so it's a prison that can terraform planets. No, they they, they use the engine. And what happened was when they got out of their kind of prison state, they went looking for the old colonies where uh, the Kryptonians went and they found a world device in one of these old uh, worlds so right. they brought it with them uh, right. uh, and what that was doing was changing the, uh, the gravity on earth to yeah. stronger gravity and th- they must have gotten a device that can get through an RSS to uh, <laughs> to uh, broadcast uh, over the RSS that's true actually yeah. Yeah. and they were able to translate into lots of other languages as well mm. What what I like the little kind of details are kind of shit though. How come they speak English? Yeah. <laughs> like, how, why why do they speak English? Yeah, they never. It's really... all right to understand that fucking Cal Eldos because he's brought up on Earth. But yeah. Why do the rest of them speak English? It's never really explained. No, <laughs> no it's not. It's not explained. Like, you know, they could have just said they were wearing some kind of um, a translator. So. Well, here's the thing, right? I was able to sit there and watch the movie, and enjoy it for what it was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, having oh. an open mind to it, uh, accepting the kind of interpretation, just going, mm, yeah, it's all right, I suppose. It's, but the one thing I couldn't get to grips with at all, which really fucking annoyed me, were the six knackers behind me that just wouldn't shut up talking through the whole fucking thing. Uh, well, yeah, we'll say for argument's sake, they were those kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they would not be quiet. So that kind of ruined the experience for me. Oh, you're saying that they might be travellers? Uh, no, travellers are travellers, but knackers No, no, you're are. talking about scumbags, basically. Yeah. I might be. <laughs> yeah. You're not sure which they were. I am sure, but I'm just not clarifying it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, 
there'll be a, 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 a fellow with a potato sack you right out the door just put on your it. usher's jumper and just <laughs> no I actually had to uh, like they were like do you know whatever there was like a lull in the in the sound mm. and it was just like oh Clark how's it going or whatever you could hear them going hey, blah, 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 and talking about it I was just like oh, you shut up I know there was a guy shut up guy in front of me just playing with his phone the whole time like the film's very action packed like how are you getting bored oh like what? What? What excites you if if this that fucking film doesn't excite you? Like <laughs> you go to the cinema to get excited by a film and end up playing on your phone. It wasn't a dull film. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's fucking like at the start. It's a bit, uh, you know, it's a bit emotional and it's a bit heavy and you know you're looking into his no, past. The, 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 the way like, they do the flashbacks, they they cut in their cut action scene still. So mm-hmm. or, or yeah, there's still that. plenty going on. Yeah, you know, from the the bus crashes, the fire, and the fucking oil rig, oil yeah. rig, and you know. Yeah, it, it, it's, and even like when he's just a little kid and he's running away from his teacher, there's still all that, you know, yeah. he's able to see like an x-ray. Yeah. There's still enough going on to keep you interested. Why do you want to fucking play with your phone during that? I have no idea. Like, anyway. You have know. no taste. So what we're Make saying is, home. it may, may not be your version of Superman, but give it a chance. It's That's a yes. watch, nevertheless. It may not be your version of Superman. That's because the Christopher... But it is a version of Superman. And a very enjoyable one. And they can't remake Christopher Reeve because... He was in a wheelchair and now he's dead. Yeah, he couldn't do a cameo. No. Well, I meant uh, your version of the character, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, that, that version ain't coming back. But like it's you said, it's like you said earlier on. But Choose I, which I, one you like. I am crowdsourcing uh, on Kickstarter. Uh, the, we're going to dig up Christopher Reeve's bones, put a red cape on it, and film him uh, on we, a f- closed line. We actually <laughs> had a, a discussion earlier on about that. Remember we were talking about the film stills that seems to insinuate that Christopher Reeve was uh, in digital, digitally interspersed onto, onto whatever Henry Cavill's face. Yeah. I think it's bollocks. Mm. I think I think, I think think when you're looking for something, you're, it's like when you're afraid in the dark walking through the valley you're going to hear sticks breaking and stuff because you, you're looking for something to be afraid of. If you're looking for Christopher Reeve's face you're going to find it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to. That's probably something that won't like I, I go yeah vaguely like but do you know what I mean? Vaguely. <laughs> Just That should be a new saying if you're looking for Christopher Reeve's face you're going to find it. Okay well that's uh, that's the uh, Don Co show for this week. So so Sean come back soon we hope your rash gets better. All right. Uh, <laughs> hope uh, that like Stevens uh, walking rash. No no moths no moths. No um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Take it easy. Bye bye. My lovely horse, away to the field. Where are you going with your fetlocks flowing like a summertime? I want to shower you with sugar lumps and ride you over fences. Polish your hooves every single day. And take you to the horse dentist. My lovely, lovely, lovely horse. Lovely horse. Lovely to window. Running around with a man 
on your back like a train in the night. Like a train in the night. God, we gotta lose that sax solo. We gotta lose that sax solo. <laughs> My lovely, lovely, lovely horse. My lovely horse running through the fields. You're going with your flatlocks blowing in the wind. I want to shower you with sugar lumps and ride you on a horse with dentists. Do foods every single day and bring you to the horse with My lovely horse, you're a pony no more. Running around with a man on your back like a train in the night. Like a train in the night. Hang on, I can get this. Night.